Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Jerry Courtney Austin. And I'm Will Luntz. And we are your hosts. And today we are joined by Inka Winter from Foreplay Films to talk all about her erotica for women, by women, and it's fucking amazing. I had the, such a blast talking with her. Um, yeah, I, I don't watch a lot of porn and I didn't grow up watching a lot of porn and just like everything that she talked about. I mean, first of all, her history is incredible and so interesting, um, but yeah, I want to watch all of these videos. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I uh, I did grow up watching a lot of it and still consume a good amount of it. Um, yeah. I will say I've come across women by women uh, or women for women before, mm-hmm. and uh, and I will say it is. That's what it says. It's not the traditional stuff that you tend to see, or at least not stuff that I, I would tend to see. Um, so it is very different, and I think that that's uh, it's pretty cool. That's become more popular. Like it's that, that there is more of that out there. Well, and what she does is like very cinematic and, yeah. you know, storylines and very thoughtful. It's like a context of how how the sex happens. And then it's like authentic sex, you know, like she films, which is very, very cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I love it. Uh, and, and yeah, I think you guys are going to love it. Before we get there, so I'm where we are recording this intro and outro a week early because uh, I'm going out of town. Thank God I'm getting Very exciting. out into nature. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to the Grand Canyon and oh, cool. then the uh, Horseshoe Bend and Lake Powell, and then we're going to Zion for three nights. So oh, my goodness. I- when I... When I came back here, I drove by Zion and was just like, holy crap, I forgot how gorgeous this is. You're going to have such a good time. That's awesome. You're going to love it. I'm so excited. I like can't wait to get out in nature. It's been such poor um, air quality in Mm -hmm. LA and so in California and the West Coast in general. And so we haven't been able to hike and I just, it's making me crazy. So I'm very excited. Uh, But I say that because we've been talking a lot about the news and the news is rapidly changing and there's so many things happening every single day. And so that is why we are not topical this week and we will resume (laughs) so we're not talking about the very obvious thing that just happened two (laughs) days ago oh my god i can't believe it happened yeah Uh, i mean sure i I, i'm sure that's exactly our our thought process a week from now our future selves um but yes so i wanted to put that out there but uh we love you we'll let you know i'll let you know how the trip was and in the meantime please enjoy this episode yay Yay! Welcome to Finding My Yum. I am so excited today. Uh, we have Inka Winter here, who is the creator of Four Play Films. She is an erotica creator for women, by women, um, and owns a production company, and just all around badass from what I can tell. So I am super grateful for you taking the time to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we're connected through the Sex Positive Facebook group. I found so many wonderful guests from that group, actually. Like, it's such a, it's such an amazing connective tissue, I feel like, just for all identifying women who are on there to just talk all things sexuality, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I'd love to start with, 
you know, just dive right into what is this company? What is what is Four Play Films, and how did it come about? Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, we make uh, porn slash erotica for women by women, and. Um, I mean, it kind of like grew out of like a personal story where I like about 10 years ago, I lost my sex drive for like at least a year after an abortion and um, was just trying to find my way back and sort of thought with my partner that maybe watching porn is going to help because that's what people do to get aroused. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And, um, but, you know, trying to watch porn did not turn out to be helpful, like, at all. Um, Just sort of, and, you know, the landscape of porn is slightly different now. There is more female-centric porn out there, but at that time, there really wasn't. And so everything that we tried to watch was just very, like, you know, first of all, it's not pretty. It's just something I don't want to see visually, because I (laughs) just don't want to look at it um you know like women being used as sort of like objects for men's pleasure mm-hmm. um just nothing about it turned me on sure. and at the same time you know like physically you also respond to things that are sexual not necessarily because your mind is turned on but your body gets turned on so sometimes you find yourself in this i'm turned on but also disgusted I do not enjoy this state whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I find that's a very interesting juxtaposition. Sometimes I get like horny from something or I, or I just get turned on. But yeah, there's no connection. Like somehow my physical, um, but my brain is separated and it's very. Yeah, it's and, and this is like, I mean, this has been studied. This is just sort of like a fact. And this is a fact for women um, because we. I mean, there's actually, we don't actually know why, but so there's been studies where you watch porn, like, and men and women, and they measure your arousal by, obviously, men by erection. The women get, like, a device inserted into their vagina, and so you can measure blood flow and and wetness and sort of, like, contraction and whatnot. And so showing men um, porn of what they're interested in is going to, get them aroused showing them porn of something they're not interested in is not going to get them aroused Mm -hmm. physically and so their physical reaction corresponds with their mental reaction to stimuli whereas with women on a physical level get turned on by everything but intellectually don't Mm -hmm. even like know necessarily that they're getting turned on because they don't find it arousing like women were getting turned on by all sorts of porn, including chimpanzee porn, where like men were just getting turned on by what they're specifically like, you know, if they're into um, men, they were got, got, you know, got turned on by, by gay porn, but not by straight porn, you know, so sure. There's just, anyway, there's this difference. Um, I don't know. Where was I? Where was I saying this? <laughs> no, I think that's a really interesting digression because I, I think it, it goes to the point of how women consume media and particularly porn or erotica, um, which is what you were saying where you were hoping that it would be one facet to kind of stimulate your sex drive and it wasn't, there was a, a disconnect that was occurring. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but all of this not finding anything that I was into just led me to think about it more and more. And then, like, I'm a costume designer in my other life. 
And so I kept talking to people about it and everybody was like, yeah, sure, let's do that. Haha, <laughs> funny. And then like, you know, <laughs> one day I saw this super central like video that was like just central, but just so pretty. It was an like, editorial, mm. like a fashion editorial. And I was like, oh, I want my porn to look like this. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And that's basically how this started. <laughs> um, that's absolutely amazing. I, yeah, I totally understand understand that sentiment there's a couple things I just want to go back to and then I want to get more into like the content of the film and and how you created and where you want to go with the the company first of all I just wanted to comment on um your openness and and vulnerability and willing to share about having an abortion particularly in this time period uh with it being so unbelievably important that we celebrate and applaud women's rights and the body autonomy and so I just wanted to point that out because I feel like that is such a a big point of conversation now and and I feel really grateful that you shared that and then second um yeah I kind of just wanted to go back because when I was a kid I remember porn being very very male-centric in my viewpoint and so not necessarily for me and also like not something that I was gonna venture into because it felt dirty or wrong and and it didn't align with sort of this Disney ideal that I had built in my head about what sex looked like and so I'm curious how your conception of sex and porn was when when you were growing up and and whether it was something that was a part of your your sexuality and your growth or it wasn't I mean, first of all, I want to go back to oh, like yeah. what you said, because I just, no, I mean, just like what you literally just said, I feel like um, that one of the the reasons, I mean, I, I guess an accidental reason of like making the kind of films that I make is to portray sex in a less sort of like dirty and gross way, because sex is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so like, like watching a lot of mainstream porn and I feel like the sort of like the way that society about feels about it also comes from the fact because there is something that feels dirty and wrong about it, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not the sex. It's just the portrayal of it. It's the filming of it. It's the interactions between the people. The sex isn't the problem, you know? Yeah, And so just portraying sex in the way that it feels to you when you're having it, which is something like beautiful and it's connecting and it's like enjoyable. That's the way that I want my films to look and to feel is to represent the actuality of the sexual experience versus this, Mm -hmm. whatever this other thing is, you know? Sure. Um, Well, growing up, I grew up, let's just call it a cult. Oh yes, let's so, please. <laughs> there, there, there was no porn, but there was sex. So I grew up in an environment that was not just open to sexuality, but where sex also was. Well, we called it like they called it the grown-ups, because you know we're the children; they're the grown-ups. They mm-hmm. called it free sexuality, but free is not free when you have to sleep with everybody you're not allowed to have relationships so in the end like the feeling of it was sort of very representative of male porn it was very male dominated there was no like there was no feeling and connection and sure you had that sometimes with some partners but since you had to kind of sleep with like everybody 
like you don't have that most of the time you know yeah so so I grew up in an environment that was very open to sexuality and so definitely I don't have any like hang-ups in that sort of sense but the energy of the sexuality that was like lived was very I guess oppressive in a way and very like um yeah just void of love you know yeah so when you say cult was was your family in the cult or did did somehow you find a so oh, I, I was four I was four to twelve four so, to twelve oh my gosh you yeah, so super I made no I made no decisions by myself wow um it's kind of like a longer story so sure. like it just it doesn't it would take up too much time but um let's just say I was in a cult and my parents weren't so so it's, it's, oh, okay. So you were yeah. alone. You were in the cult. Do you have any siblings? No, but just I mean, we all we children that grew up together. Like we feel like siblings, but we're I don't have any blood uh, siblings. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. And so then you got out of the cult at twelve, and yeah. so already by four or whenever, like this kind of physical, um sexual aspect was already incredibly prevalent and that and that was pushed onto you like that was a part of the environment from the time that you were in there yeah I mean obviously well I was lucky that I was of like a younger child generation that witnessed all of this but never like was part of the sexuality that happened okay other older girls that were not of age were introduced to this you know sex with minors was a thing i just not me because i was too young and other but anyway there's things happened there that that are definitely um abuse and yeah yes absolutely um and so then moving out of that when you when you got out of the cult um so what was your relationship to sex and sexuality once there wasn't this imposing presence mm-hmm. and um, in, uh, abuse and dysfunction? Yeah, so um, again, like porn was like never part of, of my, you know, and, and I think it's also like, um, so I grew up, sort of a little bit before the internet was what it was now so like and I didn't have like parents that had like VHSs or whatever so you know but I so I grew up in Germany so um, after midnight there's a lot of softcore on TV so definitely you can watch that but Mm. um, anyway then I was also in boarding school so I really didn't have access okay but also really no interest so that's just sort of my relationship to porn but sexuality for me I think was something that I did when I was younger, mainly for, let's just call it affirmation. And I think this is sort of like the story for a lot of young girls is Mm -hmm. where you have sex, not for pleasure, but to please your partner and to feel liked and to feel seen, um, to feel of value um, by yeah yeah wanted in that way so yeah I I think I think that that was definitely like um 
and even though like I I had like you know well starting like when I was 16 I had a long-term boyfriend and you know like that was like loving and it was great but I think for me sex was not about my pleasure for a long time until like um my ex-boyfriend sort of I met him when I was 27 Mm. so I think um being with him helped me to kind of find that um yeah um yeah I think I've, I've had a similar experience although I waited very until I was much older to really start to have penetrative sex for sure but um even anything uh and a lot of that was because there was a lot of pressure that I had on myself and and misconceptions about also what female pleasure like how that played a role even in sex in in Mm -hmm. all capacities right there I I think this goes to your point of of how male-centric porn is presented is that there is there isn't a lot of female pleasure shown and so it is all focused on being linear and the ending being ejaculation and so you know if you're looking at at and male female um interaction and so yeah it I I can totally relate to that did was the boarding school were you was it mixed gender or what yeah oh yeah, okay so oh yeah. so, so you were exposed to everything okay so the, yeah. so in Germany uh, you know, I have different associations with with Germany, and and I feel like the culture has changed quite a lot. But it, was the prevalent compared to the United States? What is the prevalent feeling and presentation of sex and sexuality? Because here, I feel like we have a much more religious view, you know, uh, of like how sex is supposed to be had. You know, it's penetrative. It's yeah. There's no there's no actual laws about sex, which there are in this country there's actual laws about how sex is to be had that you know aren't enforced or whatnot and maybe don't like maybe by now are abolished but i know when i was in high school in atlanta i think there was still a law on the books that said you could only have sex between a man and a woman with the woman uh like with a man on top missionary for procreation so mm-hmm. arizona crazy. the same crazy thing, crazy which is crazy. Where yeah. I yeah. That. yeah 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 <laughs> So no, we don't have that. It's a lot more open. Europe in general is just a lot more open about sexuality. Like talking about sexuality isn't sort of this hush hush taboo thing. It's you know, it's just something that that we do. I mean, nudity is not illegal. Like like everybody is like sunbathing naked in parks, like completely naked, and that's not weird. That's just how it is. So right. it's just like the the yeah the relationship to your body and to sexuality in Europe is just is just not yeah the way it is here yeah which I think is you know I wish that I had grown up seeing just bodies different types of bodies right because like I only saw models bodies and these perfect bodies on screen and so there's like so much beauty and seeing all these different beautiful types of bodies and you're like oh okay I don't have to look one way there's not one way that a human a human looks and it's funny because I feel like the one thing that I grew up without is um, sort of this body image stuff. Like there just was mm-hmm. nothing like that in the commune as far as I remember. And I never thought about whether I was pretty or not. Like I just didn't think about that growing up. 
I mean, later in high school, sure, you know, because you're with other children and whatever. But it was just never something that occupied my mind. Yeah. This is a tangent, but have you seen the the social dilemma on Netflix? Not yet. So one of the things that they talk about is how teens and children growing up now because they have such filters and they can change and alter how their picture looks so much they're actually trying to like get plastic surgery or they want they want to look like these perfect aesthetics because they can see it on the screen and it emphasizes it like there's something wrong with them and they're supposed to look like dolls or you know cartoon characters essentially or models and I think it's horrific and so suicide rates of young girls and teens is like exponentially through the roof because of that which is i mean social media is a huge contributing factor because you know bullying bullying is like a whole new Mm -hmm. level of of what it could have been in person you know because it's like your limited amount of time exposed to other humans so now you can be bullied in your own home without anybody ever being there so you know that's just yeah, I mean, I'm actually also doing a, a I'm, I'm training to be a therapist. And yeah. so like we definitely we've talked about the, the suicide rates and, and that also that's that's real. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh, I imagine therapists have their work cut out for them for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's got global trauma in addition to social media and an election and everything is compounded. Um, so. Uh, I'd love to get back to so okay I I love all this and this is so fascinating to me so after you you graduate high school did you want to be in film specifically and work within the entertainment industry or or is that was that not necessarily an idea so um I studied economics for two years first I got like a you know bachelor's in economics and because I was always like was really good in school but I was also like interested in creative stuff but I was like everybody can be an artist like I want to do something I don't know it's just yeah what I, I have then. a math degree I get it yeah <laughs> so then I got just like bored of economics really fast and so I studied fashion design and so my my idea was to have a clothing line which I also did at some point but so um, <laughs> but in in that scheme is when I went to help my friend um, in film. And that's sort of how I started to be a costume designer. And that's how I started to be part of this the entertainment world. Um, and yeah, so then I moved to L.A. in 2006 and um, started the clothing line, but also started doing fashion, uh, started costume design at the same time. So. Oh, that's so great. And then, okay, so then the company, Four Play Film, so so tell me about that and, and what, so we kind of got to why you created it and why you wanted to get into it. And so what, what are the films? What is the content that you're making and how, how are you kind of changing the narrative around erotica for women? I think like the the first the first and most obvious part is the the aesthetic of it like you know everything we do is really cinematic it's you know it's like mainstream like cinematography for sex like you know the lighting is super important um I also like have like custom scored music for everything because you know music is such a like big part of like 
like emotionally like transporting you like through like this experience so i think those are two big things that are just sort of like visually and, and auditorily then obviously kind of like um i mean part of the visual is like the wardrobe and you know the the locations like beautiful locations the lighting like all of that and so i feel like just that by itself like you know you see a photo of it and you already don't think of like what you think of when like when i tell people that i make erotica they literally do not understand what i mean until they see an image because they still think of porn mm -hmm. and until they see like a screenshot of what i do that's when they're like oh like this is amazing but they just because everything like your your brain is so pre-populated with imagery that you think about when you think about like porn and like even erotica yeah um and so you know that's like the one of the the big things and then um so i don't pair people like i a bunch of the stuff that i shot on the website is couples but now that i work with adult actors i like when i start with a woman i ask her who she wants to film with oh. so that there is like actual chemistry you know because you can't fake chemistry you know maybe it'll happen on set but if it doesn't like I just want somebody that the girl like already feels comfortable with. Yeah. Um, then like, I don't like, I like I do like scenarios, but not necessarily like it's a huge storyline with dialogue and whatnot. So the scenarios could be anything because really like women like all sorts of sex. It's not about, you know, like it's, it doesn't all have to be romantic or whatnot. Sure. It just, there needs to be a context for sex, you know? So yes. we, we think about a scenario and it could be like this loving like date that leads to sex, but it also could be this fantasy of like this primal fantasy where a guy in a costume is chasing a girl in a forest and rips off her clothes. Like, you know, like, like yes. it's not it's the scenario. <laughs> oh, that's on the website, yeah. Into the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so it's just, it's just like, like, coming up with the context for the sex that's going to happen then making sure there is very clear consent for the woman like even with the one where you know he's chasing her in the forest like i love that so i um, uh, you know immediately like like that anyway but my friend was kind of like she had a little bit of a reaction so i was like okay like what can we do so i had i had um the 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 talent in the beginning of the film just recorded this voice over of her saying um like let me like be the hunter so i can be the prey so okay. in that moment she's asking for it and so even somebody who, who who needs that explicitly who isn't like who that fantasy doesn't work for unless the women ask for it like so we got it so now that's something that i that i make like i make sure that a lot of times it's communicated by glances so before he does anything she looks at him sort of like follow me you know like the alley like she takes him into an alley but like no if you would just follow her that's creepy yeah but right, if right. she likes if she stands there and she looks at him and she's sort of like you know like leading him with her eyes then it's like hot. So yeah. it's just like these like very small things that make the same scenario very different, you know? Well, so and like, intimate and you feel like both people are in control. As yeah, opposed to exactly. One. Yeah, dominating. Exactly. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah, and not just dominating, like could be outright creepy, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, so like all of that. 
And then like for the sex itself, I really don't tell them what kind of sex they should have. It's really up to them to just do what they enjoy. So I'm just there to film the pleasure that's actually there happening without me telling them what that should be. Oh, I um, love that. Okay, yeah. so they just kind yeah. of go on a journey on their own. And yeah. then, do, so do you have like multiple, because I imagine then it's only one one time or? or one like, take, yeah. So we have take. two cameras okay. so we can do like like a wide angle and a close-up angle. And yet there's occasionally things where we kind of all are like, okay, what should we do next? And then we're like, oh, maybe this or that. So, you know, sometimes there's a discussion of like, like maybe they don't know how to use the space or they've mm -hmm. done a bunch of stuff and they're like, okay, we feel like we want to do one more thing. What, you know, what, so there's like, you know, there's dialogue, you know, about that, but it's overall not something where I'm like, um, telling them what to do. And sometimes I suggest something and if they like it, that's great. But you know, it's, it's, it's not very, yeah, it's not very planned. It's just sort of like, and so recently I'm trying to kind of incorporate more. Um, I've made a film that is this like, they're having sex, but I, I did a voiceover to kind of like talk about what it is that she likes about the sex in that moment. So oh. it's sort of like, it becomes like even more, yeah, she's writing, she's writing in the diary. And so she's sort of like, oh, I like a man like that is like, like takes his time and this and that. So, you know, so it's not like it's and then also when like I filmed it, I didn't really give them like much of a concept. But so then now afterwards, we had like a few women like brainstorm while watching this on Zoom and be like, like everybody was like, oh, I like when he does that. Oh, I like this. I like I like how he uh, looks at her. And so I made a voiceover in that so that men watching this can sort of like not just see, but sort oh. of auditorily, like it gives them like more cues in their head of like what it is, you know, like. So I, I did that um, and I'm going to like try to incorporate a little bit more communication during the sex to like be like, what do you like, you know? So yeah, it's also a journey for me to kind of um, incorporate corporate uh, communication during sex more and more. I, I so love that too because I think that's one of the big myths about sex that it's supposed to be like silent and everybody's communicating in their fucking heads and somehow like if you can't communicate in your head then you're not really connected and it's not really good sex right like that's yeah. so insane yeah. so I love the idea that incorporated in this really you know hot erotica you could also have this like awesome communication where everybody's yeah. getting consent and being super clear about yeah. what they want and how they want to give pleasure receive pleasure etc yeah because like people are not mind readers you know right? like, sex <laughs> isn't just good for no reason it's like yeah. no because you told the other person what you like and maybe sometimes they find something that you like and you're like oh that's amazing I wouldn't have thought of that but yeah. a lot of times you have to be like here touch me this way you know like mm -hmm. show them just that happens yeah you know, a lot <laughs> and then as far your your films have been they've been in um film festivals right and 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 widely received is there are there particular film festivals that erotica can go to or can you are there different categories yeah there, there, there's like porn film festivals so oh, i mean cool. one of them being dan savage's film festival hump that's obviously yeah yeah, yeah that just happened yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i had films in in those too um Amazing. 
and then um there's like porn film festival berlin porn film festival vienna like scenic king new york so i mean they're just all over the place and then yeah. how do people find because i'm used to like there's free content online obviously but then there's also you can sign up for like premium Pornhub or something yeah. like that so uh is there a subscription for for your films or do people yeah. buy them individually so foreplayfilms.com right now um you buy them individually but i'm literally in the process like in the next couple of weeks there should be a monthly membership oh, cool. um and i thought about it like long how to do it and there's a lot of you know uh places that have like if you sign up for a month it's more expensive and blah blah which is something i need to do ultimately but for the beginning i'm just going to do like 9.99 every month you can cancel any time and just make it easy for everybody and so yeah that's just going to happen soon um i will be trying out like like porn up and all these things just for like little clips and advertisement to you know kind of for people to find me but I'm not gonna have content on there because so many reasons yeah um, I get it yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I love that uh, so and I'm wondering just as kind of like a wrap-up how has creating your own content like this creating erotica that turns you on that makes you proud to watch and, and create how has that affected your journey with your own sexuality and and your own sex drive has it has it had a positive impact impact so yeah the funny thing is I actually like started like making erotica when my sex drive was already back so it was just sort of something that I was like I already had the idea and I wanted to do it and and also because like sex education is such a big part of like my interest which mm -hmm. I have a YouTube channel sex education so that's like we do that with humor um, and then also like the whole therapy thing that I do and mindfulness and so I just felt like I like still wanted that um I, it's really hard to know what how I feel like my personal journey influences my porn like does the porn that I make influence my personal journey like I don't know I feel like um one of the reasons that I do what I do is because I have like arrived more in my center and I'm like confident about my sexuality. And so I can make something that represents that, um, you know, versus when I was younger and shy and sort of couldn't say no. And, you know, all of those things like, and it's funny because some of the things like in the, you know, in a, like there's a lot of con conversation about, but sexual topics in this in this group and I just like a lot of the stuff that what I read and I'm like I remember situations like that and I used to get into situations like that but I don't anymore like I just I am so clear about like what I want and what I need and like I get that because I ask for it and if you are not willing to communicate I'm not going to sleep with you like that's yeah. just that it's that simple to me Yes. So I think that I can make the porn that I'm making because I've come to this sort of like clarity within myself about what is okay, what isn't, what works, what doesn't. And I'm sure there's some sort of like 
thing still influencing in this oh, sure. yeah. yeah yeah you know I love it I mean I feel similarly with my journey with this podcast you know like the more I talk about it the more I'm honest the more I bring on people who have their own journeys and have come to such a point of ownership over their own sexuality and pleasure and communication around it you know it, it influences me in my own life to take to take charge and to really own own my own space so i think mm-hmm. that that's wonderful um so where can people find you we will put the sex education youtube um and the foreplayfilms.com in the show notes as well are you on social media if you yes want to check you out at foreplayfilms on social media it's for and play so without the e foreplay without the e um and i also want everybody to know that we're going to start making audio porn ah cool and that we're also like there's already a submission link on the site so if you want to record yourself having sex or reading erotica or doing any of those things please do and submit yeah Yeah. fun 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 oh yeah that's so exciting cool well we'll include that in the show notes too for for everybody to get to get kinky and have some fun (laughs) audio audio wise um well this has been absolutely wonderful thank you for sharing and and sharing your art i am so excited to check so much of it out and and um yeah i'm just grateful that you were able to come on yay thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Boy, 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 I thought you were going to jump in. You only in. get one from me, you know that? <laughs> I give you like a measure and I'm not, you're not, you can't throw it back this <laughs> but I way. I thought you were going to like, you were going to like join in and we were going to have a really nice no, rip. sometimes I'll catch it, but I won't, I won't catch it a second time usually. <laughs> okay. All I'm grumpy so will. All grumpy will. <laughs> um... Thank you so much, Inca, for coming on. I, oh my gosh, I just like had such a wonderful time talking to you and and learning all about the amazing films that you produce and just your history and growing up. Like so interesting. Thank you for sharing so openly and honestly. Um, it was just a pleasure and I can't wait to watch and I hope everybody also is excited to sign up for the subscription and you can submit your own audio of you having sex and in pleasure. Um, that that she's gonna use for some audio porn and erotica so get on that that's awesome that sounds cool yeah uh and all uh as always please follow us on social media at finding my yum podcast on facebook and instagram we're always posting behind the scenes we've got new clips uh new quotes conversations chat with us be a part of our community you can email us at findingmyyum at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, um, including Spotify now, and yeah! uh, and share uh, your favorite episode with how many friends this week, Jerry? 93. 93. That's a good amount. Yeah. But I, I believe in you guys. You can do I it. I believe in you guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because especially like if you haven't been doing it every week, like you've... you've... This is the one to make it up on. Yeah, yeah. You you you've earned all of these these reaching out <laughs> whatever it's called when you connect with people. We forgot we've been in we've been in COVID, COVID for eight months. We forgot what <laughs> connecting means. Uh, we love you. We'll see you next week. Stay yummy. <laughs>